And so, to make it a little extra fun, we're preaching Frozen this month. Uh, and so this morning, we are talking about being a fixer-upper. Uh, and so, before we get to our clip, we've got to do a little review. Because we talked about let it go in the first week. We talked about letting go of fear and doubt, living in the power of Christ. Last week, we talked about what it means to follow Jesus. Uh, we talked about Olaf's sort of wrong idea about summer. Uh, and our wrong idea about what it means to follow Jesus. And so this week, where we find ourselves, our background here is this. Uh, Anna has been, um, you remember Elsa is the magical sister, okay? Anna has been hit by Elsa's magic. She's, um, she's got some serious health issues going on. Uh, and so uh, she is getting help from Kristoff, our knight in shining armor, that guy right up there. Um, and so Kristoff uh, is helping her, and he decides, he says, my family can help. Uh, now his family are that bunch of small miniature trolls in the back. Uh, he was adopted, needless to say. Um, and so he decides that his family can help out, and so he takes her to uh, meet his family, and uh, they're just excited that he brought a girl home. Uh, and so that's where we find ourselves this morning. Why are you holding back from such a man?
our bit of silliness this morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, the trolls, his family, uh, thinks that uh, they ought to be together. Now, I won't give away the ending because we'll see it on Friday because you guys should all come to the movie. Um, but uh, we were talking about being a fixer-upper this morning, uh, and it was not that long ago uh, when, I, when I was trying to be set up. Okay. Now, when I say that, Now, when I say that is when Aaron and I were dating, uh, when Aaron and I were dating, uh, her mom's idea of fixing this up was to tell me every flaw she could think of for Aaron. Um, because uh, Aaron and her mom were best friends, and so uh, Aaron's mom did not want Aaron to leave, and so she came up with everything she could think of. Uh, and so what it started out was, it started out with, uh, I'm going to try to come up with everything that's wrong with Chad. And then when that didn't work, she turned to me and she says, well, let me tell you everything that's wrong with Aaron. Uh, and so that was, that's sort of the troll's approach this morning. Uh, they took the, here's everything that's wrong with him. Uh, but the thing is, uh, when we come to Jesus, it's almost the exact opposite. Uh, Jesus takes all the bad stuff that we have, because he already knows it all. He takes all of our bad flaws and the things that don't belong. He takes it all and he sort of just overlooks it and he sees the good uh, in each of us. And so this morning I want to tell you that we are all, uh, we're all a fixer-upper. Uh, we are all in the process of uh, being renewed, of, of getting rid of the flaws and, and bringing in the goodness that comes from Christ. Uh, and so the thing is, when we come to Christ, it's a little bit scary uh, because when we're in a relationship, we know that both people have flaws and we both are going to have to work with each other's flaws. But when we come to Christ, we have this, the church portrays this idea. They say, well, Jesus is perfect. He's the creator of all things. He died for you. He controls everything that happens in the whole world. And I don't know about you guys, but as a person who is looking to enter into a relationship with Jesus, I look at that and go, whew, why would Jesus ever want to be in a relationship with me? Why would a perfect being want to be in relationship with me? Because I know my flaws. I know exactly the 100,000 things on that list. Why would Jesus want me? But the thing is, the Bible tells us that we're fixer-uppers. Okay, in, in Romans chapter 3, here's what it says. Verses 10 to 20, here's what it says. It says, There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands and no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Then in verse 20, he says, Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. And so here's, here's what Paul is saying. He's saying, hey, there is not a single one of us here today that is not a fixer-upper. There is not a single one of us here today who doesn't have flaws. Because you see, Paul was talking to a group of people who believed that if they could just follow all the rules, things would go well. Things would be right. They could find God by following all the rules. But Paul tells them that following the rules doesn't make them righteous because none of us can actually follow all the rules. None of us are able to do that. He says all the rules do is show us where we have gone wrong. The rules show us that we are a fixer-upper. And so the law makes us conscious of those sins. And so when we're conscious of our sins, we have to think, wow, if, if we're so sinful, if we can't be righteous, what does God want with us? Here's the thing. Here's the best way that I can explain it. Because I'm a car guy. Okay? I love cars. And I love new cars. Okay, New cars are great. 
But there is something about that old beat-up pickup truck that I've owned for 35 years. Now I'm not 35, so I'm exaggerating here. Okay, there is something about that old car that you own that is special beyond any new car you could buy. Okay, now I had uh, I had this red two-door Blazer. I mean, it was beat up. There were rust holes everywhere. Uh, it definitely needed a new exhaust. It was struggling. But I would drive that thing anywhere in the world because I had had it for four years. I, I had worked on it myself. I had fixed it up myself. I knew all of its faults, all of its little dings. I would have trusted that thing to go anywhere. Now, if I'd given it to someone else, they certainly would not have. And so sometimes I like to think that Jesus sort of sees me as that blazer. I've got my dings. I've got the, my rust spots. I've got the, the faults. But at the end of the day, Jesus still likes me. Jesus still picks me. And here's why. Here's what it says. It says, righteousness comes from God apart from the law and has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. So it isn't the fact that I have flaws that, that keeps me away. Okay? That won't keep us from Jesus. Jesus loves us just as much as I adored that little blazer. Okay? The reason He loves us is because our righteousness, our, um, our ability to follow Him doesn't come from our own actions. It doesn't come from fulfilling some law. It comes because we believe in Jesus. It says that our righteousness does not come through our actions, but through our faith. You see, that's what I had in that blazer. It wasn't that I necessarily thought it was the perfect vehicle, but I had faith in it. And so, we have faith in Jesus. Jesus has faith in us. And it's that faith that brings righteousness to our lives. Because we aren't perfect by any means. It even says right there that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all made mistakes. We've all messed up. But that does not keep us from Jesus. Because Jesus loves us for our faith. He loves that we have faith in Him. That we follow Him with all of our hearts. Now sometimes that means we are going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to stumble a little bit. We all do it. And we like to think, we like to put them into degrees. Okay, we like to say, well, I only did this and this, but such and such, they did that. Oh my goodness. But that's not really how things work. Okay? Because when you throw a rock at a window, the whole window breaks. There might only be one hole, but the whole window is pointless. And it's the same thing with God's law. When you break one, you've broken the whole thing. There's not some degree of sinful. It's not that like lying is a tier one sin, but then like murder is a tier eight. Okay, there's no tears. Sin is sin. And so in God's eyes, we all have sinned. We've all made mistakes. But because of our faith, because we follow Christ, we get righteousness. Righteousness that we don't deserve. Because even when we try to follow Him, we keep making mistakes over and over again. But how great is it that when we make those mistakes, that even though we'll always be a fixer-upper our entire lives, 
How great is it that the grace of God is always there for us? That God's love never ceases because of any stupid decision we have made. God's love is always there for us. And it's only God's love that can set us straight. Just like in the video when it says that uh, the only thing that can fix a fixer-upper is true love. The only hope we have in this life is the true love that comes from Christ. The selfless, self-giving love that comes from Jesus. And so I want to encourage you today, because I, sometimes in church we like to stress the do the right thing, do the right thing, do the right thing. But I want you to know that when you choose not to do the right thing, when you make a mistake, when you mess up, Jesus is still there for us. He doesn't ever just give up on us because he has faith and he keeps pouring into us and pouring into us. And sometimes that's how old cars work. Okay, If you've, if you've never fixed up an old car, let me tell you, this is how it works. You can pour $20,000 into this car to get it fixed up and you're going to sell it for ten. Okay, That's how it works. And we're sort of the same way. We other people might see us and think, well, they're only worth this much. But Jesus, every time, says, you are worth fixing up. You are worth everything that I've got. In a very literal way, he literally gave everything he had on the cross. And so this morning, I want you to be encouraged. Because even when we mess up, Jesus still says, hey, you are worth fixing up. You might be a fixer-upper, but you are worth fixing up. And so I hope this morning that you leave this place encouraged. I hope that you leave knowing that no matter what you do in your life, Jesus will always see you as worth fixing up. Always. Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful that you love us. That despite all of our mistakes and all the, the just straight dumb things that we do, God, you still love us. You still see our worth. And so, God, we ask this morning for your forgiveness for all of the mistakes that we have made. And, God, we pray that although we are fixer-uppers, God, that we would always remember your grace and your love. That we would constantly be reminded that your love was shown to us on the cross. That Jesus gave everything he had for us. And so we pray that you would continue to lead us in our lives. God, help us to avoid those mistakes. But when we make them, God, remind us that you are just waiting with open arms for us to come back. And we ask for all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.